Hi friends, I'm Christian Kuhn. I am the pastor of Emerging Ministries at Urban Village, and also I'm the pastor at River Forest United Methodist Church, and my pronouns are he, him, and his. It's great to be here with you today. Some of you know that I'm a fairly avid runner and have done a handful of marathons in my day, but that pales in comparison to whenever I hear about or read about ultra marathoners. These are folks who will sometimes do 50, 100, even more than that mile races. And it's pretty humbling to think that I've done some running, but it's nothing compared to what these ultra marathoners do. I read about one such uh, ultra marathoner the other day, a man, young man named Corey Woltering, who lives actually not far from Chicago, out in Ottawa, Illinois. Corey recently ran the Ice Age Trail in Wisconsin. For those who don't know what the Ice Age Trail, it starts over in the western part of the state and then kind of does a U-shape. You go down to almost the Illinois border, then it goes back up again, roughly a little bit northeast of Green Bay. The total for what Corey was going to run was 1,147 miles, and he was trying to do it over a 21-day period to try to run the fastest known time, known time for the running the Ice Age Trail. And when I read that, I was just kind of blown away by this feat. But it was interesting, when I was reading the article, the thing that almost stopped him wasn't because he was tired. It wasn't because he was out of shape. Instead, on just day two, day two of the 21-mile journey, he said, I can't do any more. So what was it? Shin splints, a sprained ankle? No. He ran it in the summer, and it was ticks and mosquitoes that was slowing him down, getting to the point where he almost stopped. There were about 40 ticks on his legs at one point, and he went to his support team and said, I can't do this anymore. So they were trying to figure out what to do, and they posted this dilemma to Instagram. And someone recommended this. Why don't you take some duct tape? I just happen to have some right here. Take some duct tape and put it around your ankles, except put it so that the sticky side is facing out. And that way, as you are running, any kind of mosquito or tick or any other bug that Corey would face would stick to the tape. And that would be, that would solve his problem. And so he tried that. And to his delight, it worked. He completed the whole trail in the time that he was going to do it. When I read this story, I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was some sort of spiritual duct tape that we could use whenever our faith lives uh, get a little challenging or we are faced with um, some dilemmas that we don't know how we can go on. We are coming to the end of the Lenten season and coming to the end of this sermon series that we are calling Made New. So over the last few weeks, we have talked about how the resurrection certainly is good news for us in that we can see all kinds of ways that we want to be made new in our faith lives, maybe in a habit that we want to take on or we, whether we are facing a dry spot in our faith lives, how can we be renewed in our life? And we've been looking at this through the lens of the Gospel of Luke and now today Acts, but also we've been looking at the questions that are asked whenever someone is baptized or whether we baptize uh, someone else like a child or an infant. 
So we've been exploring these questions. We've been talking about how we are sometimes, we are called to reject the spiritual forces of wickedness. We talk about and reflect on the question, what does it mean to receive God's power and God's freedom in doing that? And today, the question that we are lifting up is this. Whenever someone joins a church, becomes a member of Urban Village, we ask them this. As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Will you faithfully participate? Now, on the one hand, it seems like we're not really asking much just to participate. Sometimes seems like not much more than showing up. But it's more than that. What does it mean to faithfully participate by offering what God has given to us and our prayers, our witness? In other words, what does it mean to commit to something? And that's what I'd like to reflect on with you today. How can we commit in our faith lives? And then how can that renew our faith? How can that help us be made new? So let's take a look and maybe the early church can help us to get a sense of what that means. So this passage today is one sometimes used by church leaders when they want to inspire their church and say, see what the church can be. This passage from Acts comes right after the story of Pentecost. And so that's when people were filled with the Holy Spirit and doing all kinds of amazing things. And we see that here in this passage today from Acts 2. Some really remarkable things are going on. There's awe and wonder that is happening. People are selling their possessions and they are distributing proceeds to all. They're eating food gladly. And in the midst of all of this, they're kind of turning into a megachurch. God is adding to their numbers. And so when we read this passage, we are naturally looking at and focus on the practices perhaps that the early church took on, the characteristics of that early church, and these are all good things to do. Sometimes scholars say that perhaps the author of the book of Acts, which is also, also Luke, may have gone a little overboard in talking about the amazing things and the amazing numbers that they were seeing, but still it can be a model for us. But today I want us to focus not on the characteristics that they engage in, not just, or the practices, I should say, and the characteristics of this church, I want us to focus on the very first verb of this passage. And that is, it starts off by saying, they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. If we to look at the original Greek in this phrase, they devoted themselves, we see that this has two different meanings. The first meanings First meaning is this, to hold fast to, meaning when they say they devoted themselves, they are holding fast to. Now, this makes sense, of course. When we think about devoting ourselves to committing ourselves to something, we hope that someone is saying, I hold fast to this. There are all kinds of ways that we commit in our lives. Some of these things really don't take much of an effort at all. You may sign up for an e-newsletter. You may go up to a Facebook event and say, yeah, I'll do that. You may sign up for a yoga class or a spin class. You may decide I'm gonna buy in with this Netflix series. I'm gonna commit to this Netflix series. All kinds of little things 
uh, that we can do and we decide to engage with it and we say, I'm in. Of course, there are other things that take much more of a commitment, joining a church, for example, also to decide to get married. When we think about commitments, that's one that comes to mind. Whenever I do premarital counseling with a couple, I really enjoy the hope and the joy and the love that just kind of exudes from this couple. And when we talk about commitment, we talk about holding fast to something, they always say, yes, yes, we are ready. I'm in. So what happens when people, no matter what kind of commitment they are making or no matter what they are committing to, what happens then when the joy and the hope and the passion and the energy from that initial, I'm in, what happens when that begins to wane? What, happen when things, what happens when things get hard? When that commitment becomes kind of a slog? Then what? Well, that brings us to the second definition of this phrase that I mentioned earlier. Again, the beginning of this passage from Acts says they devoted themselves. One meaning of that from the Greek is to hold fast to. The other meaning is persevered in. Meaning when we devote ourselves, when we commit ourselves, it's not just we decide to hold fast to something, but that we persevere when things get hard, when things don't have the newness that they once did. So the question is, how can we say, I'm in? And then how can we also say, I'm still in? Again, we can see all kinds of different examples from this in small little things. And we see the challenge sometimes of sticking with that Netflix series or sticking with that yoga class or sticking with that Facebook event that we decided to sign up for. I got an email a couple of weeks ago and there was going to be a webinar hosted by Rick Steves. You may know him as a travel writer and also he's on a PBS show and he's also a faithful Lutheran and he's going to do a webinar about how we can integrate travel with our faith lives. And that came across or it came into my email box and I thought, oh, that looks interesting. And so I signed up for it. And it's happening next Tuesday and already my calendar is filling up next week and I look at that 8 p.m. on a webinar on a computer screen and already I'm having second thoughts. I thought, oh, I really want to do this. <laughs> well, I'll be too exhausted from all of the Zoom meetings I'll have earlier that day. It's hard to stick with something, even something as small and insignificant as that. But also, it's even harder when we have those big commitments that we have made in our lives with the church, with relationships, with other things that we have committed to. What can we do to say, and our prayer be, I'm still in? How can we persevere in those moments when things get hard and we are tempted to move away and to drop that initial commitment that we made. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm inspired by people who have gone before me in the faith, people who have stuck with it, people who have gone on, people who have said, I'm still in. I'm inspired by a monastery out in the western suburbs that I have gone to over the years, and these monks who day after day after day wake up at 5.30 in the morning for that first morning prayers and they're there and I, 
whenever I have gone and I sneak some peeks and the heads are nodding a little bit, but they're there saying, I'm still in. I'm inspired by some of the folks at River Forest United Methodist. We've talked about the Proviso Pantry, and that has stayed open all throughout this pandemic. And it's run by this handful of seniors. They're there every single Saturday morning to make sure that those who need groceries and food supplies can have something for their dinner tables. And they're also there on Thursdays when the big truck from the Greater Chicago Food Depository goes there every single week. And I have to believe there are some mornings when that alarm goes off and they're a little bit tempted to crawl under the sheets once again, sleep a little bit longer, but they get up and they say, I'm still in with this commitment. Who are those people for you, perhaps, that you can look to to strengthen you? Maybe this is the spiritual duct tape that can help you to stick with the commitments that we have made. And so that's the question before all of us, I think, friends. Will you be able to say, I'm still in, when you have committed to having a more regular prayer life, but that prayer life becomes dry? Will you say, I'm still in? If you have committed, perhaps, to police reform in Chicago, which seems like it's taking forever to happen, will you still say, I'm still in, to make sure that this happens? If you've committed to reading the Bible more regularly throughout, perhaps even during this Lenten season, and the moments when the Bible seems incomprehensible, will you be able to say, I'm still in? This past week when we read about the horrific murders of Asian Americans in Atlanta, and we see posts on our social media feeds, and we say, I stand with my Asian and Asian American friends, but what about next week? and next month, and next year, will you say, I'm still in? What is that commitment for you that you can respond by saying, I'm still in, even though it's hard, even though it's not new anymore, even though it takes so much energy, and I know that's so hard to do during this pandemic, but that is our call. When we commit, we hold fast, and we persevere, looking to others around us who are doing that work that can show us the way. Perhaps those mentors in the faith, those faithful, they can be our spiritual duct tape. And so my prayer for you, for all of us, is that you can be made new by committing and recommitting taking that tape, wrapping it around your soul so that whatever gets in our way can just stick to that and we can continue on, we can persevere. And when we wake up in the morning, the first word is out of our mouth in our faith lives is I'm still in. Knowing, of course, that even before we say those words, God has been saying those words to us. I'm still in too. I'm still with you. And I'm still here. Amen.